0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to HubShot's episode 177. In this episode, we talk about HubSpot deal stages, properties, testing and measuring again, and changing your mind. You're listening to Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot-focused podcast, where we discuss HubSpot tips, tricks, and features for growing your marketing and sales results. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is Craig
1: Bailey from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? Oh, good. And you know what I'd love? I'd love to get a delivery by a drone. Yes. You were telling me over dinner tonight, that because you were just down in Canberra this weekend. That's right. And they're testing deliveries of, well, incredibly important items. Uh, donuts and coffee, Craig.
0: Yeah. Plus, there are a few other things. I, like, some stuff you can get at The Chemist. Now, why I'm telling you this is because my mum, who works for the government, hi, mum. <laughs> so, so, uh, and she looks after, she's part of the team that looks after airports and airspaces So she was like, oh, they're testing drone delivery. I'm like, what are they delivering? She said, oh, you know what the most popular thing is? Coffee and donuts. And so what they've done, they're based in an industrial area not far from where my mom lives, and they're delivering to a particular, like a couple of suburbs within that location. I would say flight time no more than about three to five minutes for delivery. And they're testing it out in camera, and it's going to be rolled out. So they're just working out, you know, Hey, what they can be delivering, how they're managing airspace, noise, and so, on, and so on and so forth. And it's by a company called, I think it's called Wing. So
1: I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes. These are going to be everywhere before you know it, aren't they? It's going to be interesting logistics. I mean, we also saw that video from Amazon years ago when, you know, that was flying out and everyone laughed at it. And I guess that kind of did set the scene, but here we are. Here we are. And Head so down to Canberra. Well, this, will, uh, this will all just be normal soon. So, yeah, I don't know what that's got to do with HubSpot or marketing, but it's a very interesting But you know uh, what anecdote. this
0: is? I was looking at their website. I think they were saying it's about giving people access to products that are a local businesses' access to delivery of their product to people nearby. So you kind of think, as I was telling you before, this is a good opportunity for businesses that are local businesses that need to get product distribution, to have that ability to get the product distribution into the hands of people that want it. Well, easily. This, is a,
1: this is absolutely right. You know, it won't be long before Google My Business listing, you know, on the things, it'll have one of the items which says, I will support drone delivery. Correct. or something for local. So, yeah, it's very big for local business.
0: Yeah. So, and you think about how search, we know, we know, looking at all the stats, generally people that search in a local area will generally visit the store within an hour of that search. So, you just think about this if they could get it delivered, Without visiting the store, and they go, Oh, hang on, we know that store's got it. I just want to deliver it. Delivered. Yep, click the button. Here we go.
1: Donuts Ahoy. So good.
0: So there you have it. Now, Craig, the growth thought of the week.
1: Oh, great tip. You know, uh, we were chatting with Chris Higgins. Hey, shout out to Chris from Electric Monk in the UK. He was an inbound.
0: It's nice to have friends right across the globe, isn't it, It
1: is. It is so good. And uh, another uh, fellow podcaster. So he's. I think we chatted about his podcast a while back. a little while back he's um he needs to just increase the frequency, just a tad i'd say, so chris, I know that's uh, you've got plans for a bit of an inbound recap, so hopefully listeners by the time you hear our episode, uh Chris will have uh, recorded another one, but yeah inbound happy hour anyway, I got a bit off track then because what I was going to say is you know we were chatting on email about um what were some of his takeaways from yes. inbound. So he went to a really cool session around workflows for automating some of those boring sales tasks. I was like, yes. oh, yeah, okay. Anyway, I had this really cool idea that a checkbox on a contact record, so the, the use case would be, oh, yeah, I know that, that person's just moved. Hit a checkbox. That goes into workflow and actually sets up some automatic tasks assigned to you or perhaps the contact owner to follow up so it's just one of those things about making sure things don't fall through the gaps. Yeah. Anyway, that was a really cool idea. That was on um uh, we're emailing backwards and forwards. Great. Anyway, then he, onto what I was actually going to mention in the show because I just went off on another tangent then as I am want to do. Um the other thing he was saying is um actually what was he talking about? It was oh it about yeah, creating <laughs> totally getting off track. creating a deal property. So you might talk about this because when we were discussing it earlier. I said, oh, I've seen this idea from Chris. He goes, oh, you actually saying, oh, yeah, I'm doing that with correct. one of my clients and it works really well. So, maybe mention what the tip is and how you've implemented it.
0: Correct. So, this is having a contact property where when a deal is lost, you actually find out the lost reason. Oh, so it's
1: actually a deal property, yes. not a contact property. Yeah, yep, gotcha.
0: Correct. No, you could obviously copy it in there. but so, But when the property is actually having defined why things get lost, so- In the business that we work alongside with, we know over time, over the last year of working with them, we know why they lose deals. Could be budgetary constraints, could be they've gone with another builder, maybe they've actually uh, lost their job recently, so might actually go on hold, but might be a reason to get out of the sales pipeline. And so what we're going to do is if once we can collect that, what we can actually do is run automation of that. To say, okay, well, if if we lost it for this particular reason, let's maybe send them an NPS survey to figure out would that you
1: refer us to friends, and that's how we're using this deal property. Very cool. So actually, there's a whole bunch of things to unpack here. So the first is on a deal, you can actually, and we would chat about this in in shot three. You can set up a property that must be filled out. One of the we key- have sales professional. Oh, this is sales pro, is it? Okay, that's good to yeah. know. But here's one of the key things, and this was Chris's main takeaway make it a drop down rather than a free text field. Because in our HubSpot portal, we actually have it as free text for Correct. just put, put, putting stuff in. And the key one, see, that's actually almost unusable in a way unless you're very carefully going through them. So make it a drop down. So that was cool. But then your point, which is yeah, if you've got Service Hub, you can tap into that based on a deal and send out further surveys. So, yep, yeah, we'll drill into that coming up in shot three.
0: All right, onto our HubSpot marketing feature of the week, Crank.
1: Draft social
0: post permissions and this is enterprise only marketing hub.
1: Yeah, marketing hub. Now, this is not a new feature. It's been around for a while actually, I think, but something that I wanted to remind listeners of because I was just talking about this with a client. So, the point is, let's say you have someone on your team managing social for you and they're doing it through HubSpot. Now, some people in your team, you might trust more than others for various reasons, for various good reasons. And so, for some people, let's say they're a junior, maybe they've just started. They don't know, they haven't understood voice of the company fully. So you only give them draft privileges. They create draft social posts and then you'd go back and actually review them before scheduling them out. And so where I thought this was a really good example and where it is in our in our client's case is their CEO's LinkedIn personal profile is managed through HubSpot. And so we don't want just anyone coming in posting on the CEO's behalf straight on, out on their personal profile. <laughs> By the way, fine to do it on their company <laughs> profile or other channels, but of course on LinkedIn. So there is a case where actually having most of your team as draft only on social might be worth highlighting. So show notes, uh, we've got a, a screenshot and yeah, implement if that's uh, a good match for your use case.
0: All right, Craig, the HubSpot sales feature of the week. And this is thanks to Chris... It's about the deal stage properties. And so just be aware, this is to do with sales professional. So if you want to actually make things mandatory or make them required fields when they're filling this out, then you need to have sales professional. And one of the things that you would do is select a closed lost reason and a closed lost date. So that's really important. And then obviously you can use that in um, in other things like Service Hub for for doing what you need to do. So, great takeaway. And if you can, obviously make make that a drop down, the closed lost reason. Cool. Thanks, Chris.
1: And yeah, a few screenshots in the show notes there.
0: All right, Craig. Now, our HubSpot gotcha of the week. It's about cloning custom modules in the design tools. Now, why are we talking about this as a gotcha? Tell me.
1: Okay, well, because it, it caught, got you. It, well, yeah, it got us out this week. I'll give you the scenario. You're working on a template, right? So, web page page template. So you go into design tools, you're in the, you're in the template and let's say there's a custom module in there and you're going, oh, okay, cool. I'm actually going to get that custom module, but I want to tweak it a bit. So you're in the template. You'll just go, oh, I'll just clone this custom module in the template. Okay. Now there's two versions on the template, but this second one, I'm actually going to customize. I'm actually going to change some things about it. Maybe styles that are applied to it or whatever. So you go edit custom module um, source, and so then you go in there and you make your changes. So what what would you expect to happen? Is in this after you've cloned it? Okay. So first of all, what do you think cloning means? I'm taking an exact copy of it. Right. So I've just cloned it on the template. Okay. So Here's you've got a different, you've
0: got another custom module on the template.
1: Well, no. All I've done is <gasps> duplicated it. Duplicated the module, yes. Here's the confusion. Have I cloned it or have I just duplicated it on the template? In fact, all I've done is duplicated. I've got oh, one template. custom module, but it's appearing twice. Correct, yes. Okay, so then, and here's what's happened, they've gone, oh, okay, on this second one, I'll open that up, edit the source for that custom module, change it, expecting that to work differently, come back to the template, <gasps> both of them have changed. Okay, so it's a bit of a gotcha. So here's the point. You actually haven't cloned to a new custom module. Correct. You've just got the same custom module twice on your template. If you want to actually clone... Like the, make the, another version of the custom module. You have to go back to the file view to clone it, am I right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. On the list on the left-hand side, go and yes. right-click. I've got a screenshot of that. So it's a kind of about cloning and cloning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can get you caught out. It's actually duplication and cloning. It's duplicating and cloning. Yes. That's right. But quite often, you'll talk about something. You'll you'll just say, I'll make a copy of that. What am I talking about? Am I talking about cloning or am I talking about duplicating? Very confusing. So, gotcha of the week. I guess the takeaway is we'll know your terminology, but also understand the intent and make sure, yeah, I think it's, a, you know, can catch you out. Hopefully, we've saved one listener some time. Yes, that's right. All right, Craig, on our
0: marketing tip of the week. And this is something we go on about a lot. It's about testing and measuring because things change so rapidly, right? In this, we're going to talk about Instagram changing stuff all the time. And you see on Google as well. Stuff's changing all the time, but why do you want to highlight in Instagram, Craig?
1: Well, it doesn't actually really matter what they've changed in Instagram, but I'll tell you what it is anyway. They're actually removing a part of what followers are doing or people that you follow.
0: Correct. What, what they're you're do-
1: following, right? What you're following, what they're doing. You can see what they're liking <laughs> yes. and that kind of thing. So it's a feature in Instagram. It's got its own tab, actually. Correct. So they're removing well, it that. Used to have its own tab. <laughs> well, yeah, they're removing that because a no one really used it but B you could kind of see some weird things that your friends are doing like why are they kind of liking certain types of posts and things like that so it's kind of a a bit of a an insight into what your friends are doing and perhaps your friends having an insight into what you're doing (laughs) Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Do you know what all my friends... Well, I don't... I don't let. My, as you know, I've got a private Instagram account that yes. no one really can roll over. But all they would see me is liking pictures of cute puppies. They'd <laughs> be like, who is this guy? All he's rolling is cute puppies. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so taking it out. That's a whole aside. Why am I talking about this? Here's my point. The point is that Instagram, with more than a billion users massive company, Yes, they're always testing and they're actually finding these things that we thought were a great idea and that I think has been in the product almost since... A long time, yes. Yeah, been in there for ages. They actually realized, no, it's not a good fit. So if a massive company can't get it right and has to change continually to remove things that people don't want and just shouldn't have been in there in the first place, then what chance have you got of getting it Right. Therefore, my point, always be testing and measuring. And so we've got a few points about, well, what are some of the things you should be reviewing, mainly by looking at analytics? Because do you think, how do you think uh, Instagram found out no one people are using it? They've got, they've got all this telemetry on what people are doing, right? HubSpot must do that all the time. That's why they remove some of our favorite features. Oh, we miss you, Keyword <laughs> Tool. But anyway, what are some of the things that we could be just checking by looking at analytics?
0: Well, I think the simplest thing is what content is working and even what channels are working for you. Uh, Another one would be what landing pages are working and which leads are converting into customers. And this is really good from understanding which sources those leads are coming from and which one of those are converting into
1: customers.
0: And one of the other ones is which emails are getting opened and clicked.
1: So pretty simple stuff you can look at. You can look at Google Analytics. You just look at your HubSpot Analytics, look at some of those reports. Correct. Make sure you're paying attention. That's right. Because you just kind
0: of think, uh, and I'll highlight this with with the customer, we put Hotjar on a couple of weeks ago and I, was just, I sat down with them after we collected some data and I was showing it to them and they go, oh, that's really interesting. We have this big banner at the top and everyone has to scroll past this banner to get to stuff and they're like, oh, do we really need that there? Why don't we just get rid of the banner and put some important information at the top? I mean, yeah, that's a good idea. But again, you would not have known that if you didn't actually have anything to track it and look at what people were doing and the behavior of people using the site, you would not have that insight.
1: I read this fascinating article on Conversion Excel the other day. Yes. Where they were looking at, oh, we should put this in the show notes. Oh, we'll, we'll find the link. But they were looking at your key points about your business, like yep. what you do. I've forgotten the term for it, kind of like key value offerings. And they did this testing, heat map testing, where they used three different layouts. One, they just had three bullet points at the top we do this, this, and this. Next, they had three bullet points with paragraphs, like a paragraph on each explaining what their core offering was. And then the third, they had like these big, long paragraphs, so big, chunky ones. And they looked at that to see what gave the best recall. You know, they were doing this testing across a whole bunch of people. And I'll cut to the chase. They found- What the, was the result, Craig? The second one, a bullet point that had a paragraph underneath it. So the idea being, but not too long. So it was like a sentence or two yep. explaining it. So it's just like, here's the core offering and here's what it means. So very- very quickly, I guess interpreted for you. Here's the benefit that you're going to get. If it was just a bullet point, people like they had to think for themselves, which you know of had course, to process. Yeah. Yes, and then the end one, oh, they're too bored by the end. Of Correct. The, so just that. Anyway, that came around from testing. So back to your test and measure. All right, Craig.
0: Inside of the week,
1: changing your mind,
0: and this is about
1: an article on Spectator. Dakota, yeah, on UK. the Spectator. Ah, oh, this is so good. I um. Rory Sutherland, uh, I've been reading a lot of his stuff, and he talks about, amongst many that I really liked, one. just think about this idea of changing your mind. Do you think it's okay to change your mind?
0: Yeah, I think. Now, now that I've got a bit of experience, I would say yes. Okay. What if, what growing about,
1: up, I would have said no. <laughs> what, what about if you're a politician? Do you think it's okay to change your mind? Okay, no. I'll answer for you, no. no. There's no way you want to be said to be changing your mind because, oh, you're flip-flopping, right? Yes. There's lots of areas where you don't want to change your mind. That's right. Business is one key area where you do want to be changing your mind all the time. And so this article is just prompting this whole point that it's actually the one place you get paid yes. to change your mind. And I love that. And it's fascinating. Fact, further to that, it's the one place where you almost need to be changing your mind or in the future you won't be getting paid.
0: Yeah, I think one of the key things you pulled out of that business rewards thinking about things differently, often because it's the only way you are able to stay in business. Absolute gold. Now the podcast of the week, Craig. It's a pivot podcast by Scott Galloway and Kara Schwisser.
1: Scott Galloway, have I mentioned Scott Galloway? Yeah, I have too? mentioned
0: Scott Galloway. Oh
1: I just read his book recently, uh, The Algebra of Happiness. Yes. Almost need a quote of the week for that, Ian. So we're coming up, Craig. I just thought it was such a good book. What was the key takeaway, Craig? Well, he looks at your life and various parts of your life, and we do have a quote later from it, which I think just captures it really well. You know when you read a book and like the timing is just right for you? Yes. It's rare, but I love it when that kind of that overlap, that almost that little Venn diagram of the right time and the right book and then bang. Because I could have read this book a couple of months ago or I could read it next year and I'd probably go, oh, this is a pretty lame book. It's not great. Yeah. But just, I just read it uh, last week and I was just like, oh, this is so good. I remember I was sending you screenshots from you it. <laughs> and Justin got the extra. <laughs> sending you screenshots, so good.
0: Anyway, what was he talking about? And you know, about? it was so good, Craig. You actually didn't ask for a refund on Amazon, did you?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't ask for a refund. Thanks. <laughs> and listeners will know if are listening to earlier shows when I hate books on Amazon, which thankfully happens very rarely. They give you a refund for it. It's just the best thing. Anyway, he's got a podcast as well. Oh, by the way, I should tell you what he does. <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> does He kind of <laughs> analyzes technology. And Kara Swisher, she uh, runs the site uh, Recode. Ah, yes. Yeah, um, with um, Walt Mossberg. They're both very famous technology uh, journalists and analysts. And so she has the podcast with Scott Galloway and they talk about technology. And Scott Galloway has just been absolutely... Relentless on the WeWork debacle. So if you've been reading stuff from Scott Galloway around rework. You know what? After you shared that book,
0: I actually started listening to that podcast and I listened to that exact episode. Oh, and really? I absolutely loved it. Yeah. So listeners, here here am I I got taken by a surprise here on the show notes, but you know, I was thinking when you just explain that, what a good podcast it was. So I'd definitely second Craig and say, have a listen to that because you will learn some stuff that's actually
1: fascinating. The podcast is called Pivot.
0: All right, Craig. Now, in our resource of the week, we've got some email marketing tips, and this is off the Data Box blog, and it's how to do effective tips for experienced digital marketers for email marketing. So check it out. I'll tell you why, why this is great, because email marketing is such a key revenue driver for business. Like I know with certain businesses we work with, when we send an email, especially for high-end luxury goods, that one email could generate them $10,0, 200 dollars worth of business off that one email. And even other businesses like that sell cleaning equipment, all sorts of things, in the vast variety of people that we deal with, always yield something. Even if the person it goes to has moved on. They'll get a response saying, oh, they're not here. You need to talk to this person and that starts a conversation. So I think doing this right and doing it well and understanding behavior is a really key aspect to this.
1: Look, can I just have a little bit of a rant about email marketing? Um, Email marketing is so good, right? But have you been to talks lately where people say, oh, we don't use landing pages and gated content anymore. It's all about conversational marketing and the chat, you know, chatbots and things like that. And I'm like, sure. That's fine. Not going to disagree with that. But then they say, just forget having gated content and people signing up for emails. It doesn't work. And I'm like, yeah, I think it does, you know. Um, and this is why we still do ebooks. We work across a bunch of industries and getting emails build the list. The money is in the list, as I used to say, like, what, 20 years ago? Correct. It's still true because email marketing works. And articles like this on Databox where they talk about how to optimize your email marketing are even therefore really valuable. What other means can you reach that many people Mm. and, you know, get that much cut through? Sure, do the chatbots and build your messenger marketing and things like that. Of course, do it, but not at the It's not one or the other. Email marketing is still really alive and well. Diversity is the key, Craig. All
0: right, Craig, on to our quote of the week. The ratio of time you spend sweating to watching others sweat is a forward-looking indicator of your success. And this is from Scott Galloway from the book, The Algebra of Happiness.
1: Do you want to elaborate, Craig? I think it's pretty pretty self-explanatory, but his book is more along those lines. It's kind of, The Algebra of Happiness, it's kind of rules for living and, oh, shock horror you've got to work really hard if you want to get really good results you know things like that you know none i i i guess i i'm very cynical of these you know um work smarter not harder kind of books as if you don't have to do both Mm -hmm. you know they kind of think it's one or the other oh all these dummies that are working harder no people are working smarter and working harder it's like the norm these days right So his book is in line with that, work really hard, but also he's actually big on family now and relationships. He's got this wonderful part in it where he talks about how he spent seven months with his mother as she was dying from cancer and he got to spend that time with her and let her die and pass with dignity and really well. It's just so, yeah, just read it. It's just such a good book.
0: Excellent. Now, Craig, there are some tools you're looking at this week. One being Seismic and the
1: other one being Bitwarden. Oh, man, Seismic. Have you seen this? I have heard of it. I haven't actually looked at it. Oh, yeah. This is about attribution of your content right through the marketing to sales, but I'll talk to you about it offline. I'm really checking it out. I think this is going to be big.
0: Fantastic. Now, listeners, I hope you've
1: enjoyed this show. We'd love you to leave us some feedback
0: on Apple Podcasts and any other platform you listen to this on. And we would love you to share with somebody on your team or somebody else that you know that would either be using HubSpot or considering using HubSpot. This greatly helps us reach more people. Well, Craig, until next time. Catch you later, Ian.
1: Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.